I've heard today's scripture reading nicknamed as the mud psalm because it imagines King David literally stuck deep in the mud. We remember his story in the Old Testament, how before he was anointed king of Israel, he was running for his life from the madness and vengeance of then King Saul. And as he reflected back on the trauma of that experience, he equated what he was experiencing to sinking in mud. So the psalm says, he lifted me out of the pit of death, out of the mud and filth, and set my feet on solid rock. He steadied my legs. So, this is the mud psalm. Or, to put it in more modern cultural terms, the quicksand psalm. Imagine Buttercup in quicksand waiting for Wesley to dive in after her in The Princess Bride. Or Indiana Jones sinking in quicksand in the fourth indie film. Or Jumanji. Or The Jungle Book. Or Lawrence of Arabia. Or, and you get the picture. Comedian John Mulaney once quipped that when he was a boy, he was terrified of falling into quicksand based on how many childhood movies and television shows had them, only to discover, as adults, when's the last time any of us have ever actually fallen into quicksand? Or even seen quicksand? Or had an anvil fall on us? Or been devoured by a carnivorous plant? <sighs> the stuff of childhood. But then as we read Psalm 40, we realize that while we have never literally fallen in quicksand, we definitely know what it feels like. And it is in these kinds of moments that we are most open to and most in need of a way to hear God's voice. Here's what makes quicksand such a great metaphor for the hardest kinds of difficulties we face. When we're in a situation like that, the more we move, the faster and deeper we sink. I mean, that's the ironic challenge of it all. Some of the hardest times come when acting quickly and impulsively are of no help at all. I mean, it's different from when a sudden crisis hits you, when something urgent happens to you or a loved one. We can quickly shift into reaction mode and let the adrenaline and, and quick thinking of the moment move us into action. That's a helpful response in those sudden crises. But that doesn't work in quicksand problems, like the steady deterioration of trust in a relationship, or the painstaking progress of disease in a body, or the drip, drip, dripping of a family's financial stability, or the steady decline of a person's self-esteem, or the, the gradual buildup of a person's hopelessness and fears. It's no wonder that since the 1990s, films and television have stopped using quicksand as a pop culture metaphor for our problems, because we see more explosions and crashes and quick hits in our movies today. I think it's because we prefer our heroes to have quick remedies and fast-acting solutions to our life's challenges. But quicksand problems? It's like what Indiana Jones said, the motion makes space, and space makes you sink. So if, if you know what sinking in quicksand feels like, Psalm 40 gives us some good advice. You can't get out on your own. Someone has to pull you out. Someone has to throw you a vine. Somehow in movies, there's always a vine that just happens to be nearby that is both anchored and strong enough to grab onto. If you're sinking in quicksand, 
It's time to listen for God's voice. Here's a simple acronym that I think can help you in moments like this to help you hear the voice of God. It's appropriately titled SOS. It's the classic distress signal, but instead of standing for save our ship, it stands for three biblical principles that you can follow whenever you are sinking. Scripture, others, silence. Scripture, others, silence. First, consult the scriptures. The psalmist says in today's reading that God's instruction is written deep within him as a guide for seeking God's will. David's relationship with the scriptures is so close that he even sees his own story written on the scroll of God's commands. So the first step in our SOS acronym is the scriptures. I mean, that should be no surprise, right? For thousands of years, people have gained comfort and guidance from the Bible, from ordinary people like you and me to historic, iconic figures like Queen Elizabeth II, who said, quote, to what greater inspiration and counsel can we turn than to the imperishable truth to be found in this treasure house, the Bible? I mean, she certainly had difficulties through her long, illustrious life that felt like quicksand, like, like in 2002 when both her sister and her mother died. Later that year, in her Christmas message to the Commonwealth, she shared how she turned to her faith for daily strength. She said, I know just how much I rely on my own faith to guide me through the good times and the bad. Each day is a new beginning. I know that the only way to live my life is to try to do what is right, to take the long view, to give of my best in all that the day brings, and to put my trust in God. The Bible gives us the guidance to take each day as a new beginning, to, to take the long view and, and to offer God our very best. Discovering that for yourself involves reading the Bible daily to develop the spiritual muscle memory to make it an integral part of your life. It's what so many of us discovered just two years ago when we read through the entire Bible as a congregation together during the Bible Project 2020. Since then, I hope you have maintained scripture reading as a daily discipline, which you can do through our daily scripture readings, which have been carefully curated by lay people in our church to accompany every worship series. You can find them on our website at hydeparkumc.org daily or in the QR code on the screen. But we also know that there are those unique singular moments when we turn to the Bible in specific moments of challenge, praying for a timely insight of wisdom, comfort, or strength. So to help you in those kinds of moments, we offer another resource that we develop for you. It's a listing of over 80 Bible verses that you can turn to when you are experiencing over 20 different kinds of challenges or adversity in your life. Are you feeling fearful or helpless? Are you concerned about the state of the world or, or trying to repair a broken relationship? How about feeling busy or, or just trying to be a good parent? This list specifies 21 different kinds of challenges that you might be facing. And for each one, it gives you four different scriptures that you can look up that might help you. We have it available for you to download and even share with friends on our website, again, on our next steps page, or to scan that same QR code on the screen.
The second part of SOS is others. It is the principle that when we're seeking to hear God's voice in times of distress, we can best hear it in the company and companionship of other people. You all know the benefit of having trusted, select people who are by your side whenever we need help. For me, I, I turn to select clergy friends in Florida who are in my covenant group, or my therapist whom I see regularly, or members of my family. I hope that you have those kinds of people as well. I would also offer you an intriguing bit of guidance from the Quakers. They have popularized an ancient practice called the Clearness Committee, but you don't have to be a Quaker to use it. A Clearness Committee works like this. If you are the one seeking to hear God's voice, then you assemble a group of family and friends whom you trust. Now, what is unique about this time together is that the others in the room are not there to give you advice or to tell you what to do. They are there to simply listen and to ask you questions. Not leading questions that indicate what they think you should do, not, not questions that stir argument or debate, but simple, gentle questions that, that prompt your own ability to listen to your own inner awareness of God's voice. I've known a number of people who have used a clearness committee to help them discern matters of vocation and family and life. And if this idea intrigues you at all, Again, we put it on our Next Steps page and the QR code on the screen, linking you to a resource by an author named Parker Palmer, who gives a full description of how to assemble this kind of gathering and guidance for the attendees and instructions on the process. It's a simple PDF that you can download and share with others. The final part of SOS is silence. All throughout the Bible, we read of people who heard the voice of God only after they were able to silence all other voices, including their own. Elijah heard the still small voice of God on Mount Horeb only after he stopped listening to his own preconceived expectations of God. Zechariah accepted the promise of God for him and his wife Elizabeth only after a nine-month period of silence. Jesus escaped the noise of life often throughout his ministry, including in the wilderness before his ministry began. One of my favorite prayers that I offer in my own spiritual life is one that I believe came from Henri Nouwen, who prayed, God, silence all voices but your own. It's amazing what silence can do to bring you clarity. A few months ago, I read a marvelous brief little book titled On Creativity, by the great comedian John Cleese of Monty Python fame. In it, he suggests that moments of inspiration, creativity, wisdom can come only after we push the pause button on our conscious mind and let our subconscious do its work. In other words, after we've done all sorts of noodling and mental crunching and thinking about a problem with the information processing part of our brain, it is often best to disengage from a problem so that the true genius of our brain, the subconscious, can begin to toss around all that data and give us a spark of insight. That's why some of our best aha moments come when we're exercising or showering or washing dishes or, or taking a walk. Just like that famous saying from Diogenes, Salvatore ambulando, it is solved by walking. 
We'll say more about this in a few weeks when we talk about whether God speaks to us in our dreams. But for now, let this acronym SOS guide you, especially in moments when you feel like your life is sinking in quicksand. Recognize those moments not as times to panic or for adrenaline to kick in and for you to start flailing. That might only make your situation harder and you might sink deeper. Instead, consult the scriptures, lean into the wisdom and gentle companionship of others, embrace silence to quiet your mind. And then, just as the psalmist David proclaimed, you can say, I put all my hope in the Lord. He leaned down to me. He listened to my cry for help. He lifted me out of the pit of death, out of the mud and filth, and set my feet on solid rock. He steadied my legs. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise for our God. Let's pray together. God, we acknowledge before you the quicksand moments of our lives when frenetic action and flailing just seems to make it worse. Help us, O oh Lord, to cry out to you, the one who can lift us out of our problems. And thank you for the countless times you have done so. Help us, O oh Lord, to read your scriptures faithfully without fear or frustration, to lean into the companionship and wisdom of others, and to silence all voices but your own so that we can also find steady footing, thanks to your ever-present love. In Jesus' name, amen.